resources. Number one, I'm going to say therapy sucks, but there's some great tools. Therapy sucks. You heard me right. Number two, I know my wife and I are going to disagree on a little bit. We're going to talk about why peace is so important in the home. Stop trying to lead and make decisions all the time. You should not be proud if you raised your voice and screamed at them. No matter what. No matter what. I'm Cass. I'm Catherine. Why am I allowing him to do this in front of our children? Why am I allowing this to happen at all? You don't get to say whatever you want to a man and push him to the point where he snaps. I might have been a really bad man the other day, but today I went out of my way to be a good man and she thanked me for it. Is that you always want to act in the direction you want to go. So he is just a paycheck. What about his needs? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Hey, we're back with the Moral Marriage Podcast, and I'm super excited about today's episode because two reasons. Number one, I'm going to say therapy sucks, but there's some great tools. Therapy sucks. You heard me right. Number two, I know my wife and I are going to disagree on a little bit of this today. So, Oh, you like the fire. Okay, like good. Fire. All right, awesome. fun. Okay, so uh, I think that therapy sucks. If you haven't been following for very long, just listen to more podcasts. Go, go follow social media. Overall, I can't tell you how many clients, while we're working with them, going to therapists because their partner thinks that's the only way and the amount of therapists that are like and and this isn't every therapist guys obviously you can find some good ones but the amount of therapists that are telling people to split the amount of therapists are telling people to put boundaries in place when they don't even know their own their clients freaking core values and they're saying ah you can't do that you know Uh, the amount of therapists are saying use use a boundary because you know they've got the the this is just a tool that they use instead of looking at all these other wonderful things that are out there and that's what Part of what I want to talk about today, you are potentially going to have somebody who understands some incredible tools that are out there that are taught in school, you know, and you know, a lot of us, a lot of things that we teach are not taught in school. A lot of things we teach are things we created, things that come from other resources like books, courses, coaches. And yes, some of the things do come from educations like certifications, diplomas, Catherine's got some degrees. Uh, You know, the whole, the whole point is we pick and choose what we like. And today... Let's talk about one or two of them. Let's see what comes up. But um, let's get right into it. You know, I I like a lot. You taught me this. You know, you're Gottman level certified and uh, John Gottman level three trained. And, uh, sorry, that's what I am. Yeah. And uh, you you taught me this, and I really like it. I like it for different reasons. That's why I think we're going to disagree today. I like it for a different reason than Catherine. I think that men are so used to puking their freaking needs out. Women are so used to hearing the vomit all over them. And I think that the, the Gottman's created something, and I'll let Catherine talk about it more, uh, Rapoport, which is such a useful tool. There are certain questions you ask. Uh, you know, it, it's designed to be a lot shorter, but you're so used to puking. This goes on. I remember when we started. Oh, my gosh. It would take hour hours. long just for one side, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I believe that when a man can get this down, he can start asking. And by the way, I suck at it. You know, I have to really think about it. We have to, like, almost decide to do it. It's not we have to like, like sometimes I'll say I'm yeah, like Rappaport yeah. or bust. I'm like, I'm not talking to you right now unless it's <laughs> unless it's Rappaport because yeah. I am going to go back to my own ways. But if I follow the Gottman Rappaport method, I'm a very nice woman. <laughs> and myself, I know that uh, what you're about to hear from us today, like I, I teach men all the time. Hey, this is a good time to use. And but the thing is to want to do it, to, to have the natural inkling to do it. It's not because I'm I'm and I'm going to suggest all my men are the same way. We want to almost provide the structure and just keep kind of going. Right. Right. And we use tools like curiosity. Well, my stat response to like curiosity, humor, structure, all these things are happening in the back of your mind. And to stop and go, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, and 
anyway, so why don't you explain a little bit about it All right. and, then, and then we'll so, talk about it. But I think, oh, I wanted to say that. I think that men need it because when you do understand, and part of, part of why I don't use it all the time is because I do understand how you feel and what's going on. We communicate so well now. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, when, when you hear me guys say conversation, not communication, that's what I mean. So if you're listening to this, when you hear about it, I want you as a man to employ it. And this is where Catherine public discretion probably think women could use it a whole lot more too. No, huh? I think I think you're going to oh. be interested to hear what Ooh, I say okay. today. But for, let me give you give you a little bit of background. So the tool that he's referring to today is called the Gottman Rappaport intervention. Here's the coolest thing about the Gottman Rappaport intervention. I don't know if you know this, but this is um, built on a man called Anatole Rappaport, who negotiated in the war. This is a war tool. He believed that you did not have the the ability to persuade and you should not be persuading because you'll lose unless you show the other team the other side that you have an understanding of what it is they're trying to achieve Anatole Rappaport in the war the Gottmans took uh this Rappaport method and turned it into the the Gottman Rappaport intervention which is a series of questions and if you look if you listen to the last episode I talked about attunement Cole's notes attunement is a way of listening to your partner without going in with your own agenda, just listening empathetically, not even neutrally, to go really deep and understand and validate where your where your husband or your wife or your anyone is coming from. That's attunement. So you use attunement to ask a series of questions to your partner. You paraphr- paraphrase, you summarize, you make sure that you understand, and then your partner turns it around and asks you the same questions because at the end of you both asking in the right way, and it does take practice, I actually have a really amazing strategy to get you to be really good at the Gottman Rappaport method, but we're not going to share that on the podcast. You have to work with us to do that. But <laughs> yeah, a little plug for our, our own program. Um, but the Gottman Rappaport, when you get to the end of it and you both have a, a really attuned understanding of each other's position, then you can move forward with uh, managing the conflict. So that's a background on it. So I just, I really wanted to hit home that Anatole Rappaport negotiated for the war. So if it works with war, it will work with your husband or your wife. Which many of you, you know, we always say, you know, marriage sucks, job sex, roommates, enemies. If you're in the enemy category, you're at war. You're at war. So isn't that cool? So that's how good this yeah. intervention is. I think. So t- I want you to talk about how you think it's better for men. And then I want to talk about a little bit of a workaround I have for women. Okay. I think it's better for men because quite simply, you need to understand more. And the amount of men that struggle with empathy is absolutely crazy. Now, you're not all like me, you know, as a managing self-aware or self-aware managing severe narcissist, obviously empathy is an issue for me. And if you don't understand that, it's because we, we don't feel others very well. You know, the example I often You feel use, me pretty well. <laughs> gotta go. Um, <laughs> um, Couldn't resist, the, guys. Sorry. I lost my thought. I got it. So um, sometimes it's worth losing it. I know. Yeah. All right. So the example I use with my men, like, guys will be like, oh, am I a narcissist? You know, and I'll start asking them questions. Like, there's this one story I had uh, years and years ago. Dog would pee on my pillow. A roommate that I, uh, the dog wasn't the roommate, but the roommate had a dog. And uh, the dog would pee on my pillow. And I kicked that dog down the stairs. Oh, I hate and the story. I did not feel bad about it at all. Okay? Like, at all. And this is something, not just animals, but dogs. Like, there's a lot that I had to do. A lot of growing up that I had to do. And a lot of that was learning empathy. Now, I don't think that men have the same problem that I have. I think that people often can. Empathy can be an issue. And one of the most powerful tools that we learn when we struggle, and this can be just a normal empathetic person, 
not able to be compassionate, empathetic, because they're being defensive and justifying their own needs at puking. This could be man or woman, okay? But I believe that men, because our needs, we get broken, we break them down into some, such simplicity, right? Financial, my physical touch, love language. You know, we go, oh, this is all I need, you know, food, air, and sex. You know what I mean? Like, and so it becomes sort of a hyper fight about the same thing all the time. And so this is really stressing the whole puking your needs. So you end up losing sight because you're, even if you're not like I was, you're defending and justifying yourself. So the moment you can start employing a technique like Rapport and understanding at least, because you're not defending during Rapport, you're not thinking about what you're going to say during Rapport, you need to understand your partner, you need to understand what they're saying, you need to understand what they need, understand how they feel, if they get what they need, you start to really pull back from who you are. It forces you. It forces you to stop. And this is why it takes practice. What I said earlier, it took us like an hour to get through one person in the beginning. We're not kidding because you're so used to defending yourself, especially for enemies or especially if you struggle like I did. So I think it's such a powerful tool for men, baby, because as men with these basic needs, okay, broken down, simplified, this is all we need. If you would just, I think that you lose sight of well, women have, we've talked about this in other episodes where women have just a few more things, a little more, a few more boxes to check off, some more needs to meet, you know, like it's just it's a, it's a little bit more, you know? So that's why I think if you can just own this as a man, it's going to help you become more empathetic, more compassionate. Guys, not just with your partner, your children, with a colleague at work, you know, you're disgruntled, you can't figure out. I, I could go back to when I was working with certain individuals, certain projects in my, my life going, holy crap, if I would have employed this back then. Mm. Like the results would have been different overnight. Right. You know? Anyways, that's my thought. I think that that's great. And I think that if you are a man and you're listening, then reach out to Cass because it really is a really good tool to be able to find out what your what your wife is feeling. And it gives us the stage to be able to safely talk about how we're feeling, what we need, how we would feel if we got what we needed, if it's connected to anything else. It gives us a safe platform to express that as long as you... <laughs> execute it properly and you follow the rules and there are rules of course you have to learn this before it becomes second nature otherwise everyone would already be doing it um now for women <clears throat> what i find is that men don't like the question how do you feel about xyz and so if you want to use the rapport intervention but your husband doesn't like he'll, he'll throw words at you like um, don't psychoanalyze me and go away with your psychobabble. And he used to say things like that. And I, you know, have no, heard it. Yep. I, I heard, I've heard it so many times. And so now I proactively teach it to my women. Don't say, how do you feel? Say, what do you think? Even just as men and women and the Gottmans didn't teach this. I'm teaching you right now. I'm sure the Gottmans recognize that men have a harder time using that word. I feel, and, you know, expressing their emotions as women, what we can do is we can say, what do you think? And if your husband is not expressing an emotion, you would say something like, that sounds frustrating. Is that frustrating? And they'll give, they'll say yes, or they'll say no. They don't have to say, I feel frustrated. They can say, well, I think that's bullshit. And I think da, 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 da. And then you can go in and ask them if that's the emotion that they're feeling. Because as the- Shitty? Would that be bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, you could say I feel I feel shitty, but then you'd want to go you'd want to go and and put in a like try to put an emotion. So do you feel when you say you feel shitty, do you feel like does that is that depressing for you? Is that like does it make you do you feel anxious? Like what does that mean? Do you feel shitty like that? Man, and if your husband is try to try to match 
um, your your partner. So if if he's going on and he's he, he can be elevated as long as he's not using contempt and abuse towards you, and you're not offended by the swearing. If he said this is bullshit and I feel shitty and this was so unfair, da 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 da, then you can be like, oh fuck, man, like that is so frustrating. Come to our level. Like yeah, come to your <laughs> level. Don't psychobabble them because if you're like, oh, how does that make you feel? Yeah, he's like gonna be like, stop it. You just don't want stop that. saying that. Especially so like, change the verbiage. Don't want that kind of. Uh, we don't want it because we don't we don't feel it. If you even just cycle back, but forget that for a second. Yeah. It's just like most of us did not have a good role model with our parents. Mm -hmm. Many of the men have been trained out of it with career to feel, for example. Yeah. You know? And so when you start talking like that to us, it's like it's you know, uncomfortable. It's, a, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, see it's how like, I just yeah. gave him the yeah. what the feeling there, the emotion? He feels uncomfortable. That's right. He's like, he yeah. can't get what it out. Is, is that uncomfortable yeah. for you, honey? So and I'm doing it, I'm I'm sort of a little bit um I'm overacting it right now, right? Just to show you that like, I'm not going to go in and be like, fuck, man, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I'm just trying to say, match what your partner is doing. If you're comfortable with the language and the intonation and all those sorts of things, don't be like, mm, you're not a counselor. So don't pretend like, oh, how does that make you feel? Plus, most of you- You're going to get punched to the face. Not yeah, really, at the not early really. stage as well, like most of you, or even just roommates who don't understand each other. If you're doing that, you almost come across patronizing condescending you know yes so. and so so some of the questions that we get you to ask i'll give you the the two that are the most important there how do you feel and what do you need as a woman i'll tell you most husbands don't want to tell you how they feel and they don't like the word need so you can say what do you think about xyz they'll tell you they might not know how to express their emotions Cass can express his emotions and he can actually tell me the emotion behind it your husband might not be able to so then confirm it Oh, so do you like, what is that? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel alone? Do you need help? Like ask more questions. The other thing, instead of what do you need, say, what do you want? So soften it. Don't say, how do you feel and what do you need? Cause then it might get your husband to shut down. So, um, what do you think and what do you want? What would you like? Cause they will tell you, and then you get the opportunity to draw out the emotion. So while I think, yes, Cass is saying it's more important for men because men have, um, probably more likelihood of puking their emotions. We do it too, of course, but I think that men come across a little bit more aggressively with the puking. It's projectile vomiting your emotions. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, and then women, we psychoanalyze our partners. And so you can come and you can talk to me. We can psychoanalyze your partner together. But when we talk to the partner, we don't want it to sound like psychobabble. We don't want to sound patronizing. And even if you're not patronizing, I had one client once who she was just so smart and very eloquent when she spoke and her husband could not stand it. It made him feel stupid. It made him, and that's because of his own upbringing. She didn't do that to him, but I had to teach her. Deep you need nice guy. deep and his nice guy, a nice yeah. asshole. Actually he was for sure, <laughs> but I had to teach her. Okay. You need to use different language. You need to use a different, um, body language. You need to, I know that you're empathizing, but can you just act a little bit less? I even thought she sounded patronizing. I know that wasn't, she what wasn't what she, wasn't trying to do. Did I get that out? <laughs> but anyway, the point is for men, yes, you do want to ask your wife how she feels and what she needs and then let, give her the floor. Be curious. You said curiosity earlier. That's perfect. Attune to her, empathize and validate and figure out where she is. You'll get your turn to talk. I always say you will not be heard and understood unless you can first hear and understand. When your partner fear, feels heard and understood, then you get the platform after you get the stage. Whoever is more emotionally mature is the one that needs to bite it at first and say, okay, it's my, I am setting out to understand and to hear my partner and I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm going to shut my mouth 
And then when your partner feels safe, because you just validated their emotions, you just empathize with their situation and you didn't try to persuade them. Remember, there's no persuasion. You don't get to persuade until you both have an understanding of each other. And in persuasion, that's when you compromise. Go back to the, 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 uh, solvable the solvable yeah. problems episode. Then when you compromise, that's when you can start to persuade because that's when you're going to negotiate. You're going to compromise and sacrifice. Remember, when you start this, your goal is not to compromise. Your goal is to understand like right. you just said. So many of you need to stop and think about patience. Like 30 seconds of waiting for your partner to speak will feel like three minutes. will feel like 10 minutes. You know the amount of times. And I know men, we do this all the time. We talk about this all the time on calls. But I, would, I was so guilty of this. Like, you wait, you wait, you wait. And I don't even know how long it was, but it's definitely less than a minute. Somebody's processing, in this case, Catherine, and you're jumping in because it feels like an eternity. Don't. Just listen. Try to understand. That is the goal. From the understanding, because you do, when you both get good at this, now we can talk about solving problems. Okay. Managing problems. Managing. And so, I actually yeah. recommend don't even do compromise, a compromise, conversation, intervention, strategy, until the next day. Process what it is you just learned. Think about it. Dream about it. Think about what it means to your partner. Think about what your partner is going through. Both people should be doing this overnight. And then the next day you come back together and say, okay, so this is what we recognized about each other. Where can we compromise? Because compromise this is my last thing before we go. You usually compromise with people that you care about. If you don't give a shit about somebody in their situation, why would you compromise? So with that in mind, compromise actually is built so that you can connect with your partner. It's an opportunity to connect. So don't think of it as only sacrificing and only um, giving something up. It's sacrificing for someone that you are supposed to love the most in the world. And when you forget that, it's hard to remember that. But compromise is connection. And connection is the main it's goal. What, it's what everybody's after. Yeah. Right? All right, guys. We'll see, see you next time. time.